could cut the circulation off and, uh, you know, who knows what would happen. Yeah. Hello, friends. Welcome in to this, the 164th edition of uh, Fusebox, joyously, joyously, entitled Hoodwinker's Ball. And uh, I am your building a solar-powered laser ray from discarded tuna fish cans and soiled toilet bowl brushes. Host, Mark Rose. <laughs> <laughs> and over there, always ready to storm the steps of the neighborhood liquor store, the Archbishop of Amplitude, Milt Keynes, everybody. <laughs> Did you get a little something extra in your morning coffee today? Uh... <laughs> Well, you know what? It was a lot greener than usual. Yeah, well, thank you kindly. And, uh, what the hell, man? The kooks just keep on kooking. Yes, they do. And uh, that, in part, is uh, where we are going on this episode, friends. Right down Pinwheel Eye Lane and just across the street from uh, Crazy Town Road. We've got some world class derangement going on in here. You know, I, I get it, too. Giving oxygen to these walking fruit and nut bars is kind of like fanning the flames, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, you know, it is what's going on, right? I mean, we talked about this before, the idea that uh, in the beginning of this program back in um, 2015, we had a decidedly more uh, surreal approach to this show, which quickly changed around 2016 when that orange guy took office and we could uh, really no longer, with good conscience, look the other way and yuck it up. Well, uh, I think we still... Yucked it, it up, up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. And we'll continue to, to do so as we endeavor to get back to that uh, place. But... Uh, <laughs> The second we start to turn that corner... They drag us back in. Yeah. I mean, well, let's not belabor the subject any longer, friends. We're wanting to discuss... Rant. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We're wanting to chat a bit about our uh, newest addition to the cuckoo top 40 list of insaniacs... The one, and sadly, not the only, Marjorie Taylor Greene, representative from Georgia. North Georgia. Yeah, like how far north? Pluto. Mm, well, that does explain her compact size. Well, uh, this gal has a uh, long history of conspiracy lovement, which, uh, as I've uh, mentioned on previous programs, isn't really on itself a reason to discount folks. It is their belief, so, you know, whatever. Unless it asks for stuff like this. If we have a sea of people 
If we shut down the streets, if we shut down everything, if we flood the Capitol building, flood all the government buildings, go inside. These are public buildings. We own them. We own these buildings. Do you understand that? We own the buildings and we pay all the people that work in the buildings. Yeah, that was Ms. Green in 2019. Holy carp. Yeah. But her infatuation with these uh, alternate facts have been very well documented by her. Kennedy getting killed in the plane crash. That's another one of those um, Clinton murders, right? Now, this is what gets me about a lot of these nutbags. They post this shit all over their Insta-tweet ass book pages, and then when somebody <laughs> actually sees this stuff for what it is, many times, evidence, then they scramble, like she's doing right now, to remove it all. Yeah, good luck with that, too, right? Because as we know, just because you remove your copy... Everybody else who uh, retweeted and reposted your drivel may be more than happy to share with the authorities or whoever, right? Well, this stuff is just like what uh, the name implies, viral. And we know what the viri is doing on this planet at the moment. Yeah, they don't have a vaccine for stupidity yet. Yeah, some might argue, uh, Mr. Keynes, that many may prefer you stay stupid, but that's a pangolin of a completely different color. <laughs> Ms. Green uh, was also a fan of uh, solving the mystery of the California forest fires. Yeah. By stating that it was actually caused by a solar-powered space laser that was funded by the Rothschilds. I thought they made wine. Yeah. I've heard that. For sure, the anti-Semitic stuff is uh, big in the Quirkanon movement there. Yeah, well, you know, despite the fact that PG&E took the fall for starting that fire in the first place. Well, now, don't confuse this with the facts, Mr. Keynes. That just doesn't serve the cause at all here. She had it in for kids, too, it would seem. She was one of those idiots who said that the Parkland and the Sandy Hook school shootings were all fake. Yeah. Even stalked one of the survivors trying to get a comment out of them. And then add irony to this uh, insanity. She was then appointed to the Education Commission. Because, you know, that's a perfect place for somebody that believes that kids weren't shot at all at that uh, Sandy Hook thing. And there was uh, nothing more than a, a crisis drama in place played out by actors. So she gets booted out of the two commission seats he was in by a majority vote. Of course, she tried a very lame walk back of some of the things she said. Uh, no apologies, though. Yeah, indeed. And that is, by the way, a uh, precedent setting move. <laughs> Having the other party call for your removal. Well, those toe-headed Republicans couldn't sack up and do the right thing, so I guess the other side of the aisle just had to step in. Like I said, like I said, you know, th this sets a precedent now. If the GOP take control of uh, either House or Senate in the years to come, they might be tempted to revisit this action on the Democrats. 
you know? Yeah, but don't you have to have something like this, uh, you know, like inciting a riot and calling for the murder of people before you can do that kind of thing? I mean, there's a huge difference between being controversial and inciting a fucking riot. Well, yeah, one would hope they would know the difference. Wouldn't surprise me at all if they just become angry brats and uh, attempt a thing like this anytime they don't agree with the policy. Well, if Republicans want to align themselves with this kind of bat shit in a can crazy, then, then go for it. You'll be sending a message, all right. You're a party of lunatics. Well, Mr. Keynes, that is how this is uh, shaping up at the moment. There are a few in there. Maybe five. Yeah, maybe five. Six, maybe seven, perhaps. Who knows? Who uh, really are quite desperate to bring the GOP back to a uh, center ground of... Good old-fashioned fascist. <laughs> yeah, for some, no doubt. Uh, but a select few seem to have a clue and know that this is not the direction they uh, want to go as a party. Yeah, I'd say the party is over, bro. Well, it certainly is thinning out. The band stopped playing months ago. Yeah, they weren't sounding that good at the end there either, you know? Isn't it beautiful? TheFuseBoxShow.com Well, if you have followed this program for a while, you'll know of uh, my interest, uh, perhaps obsession, with uh, preserving net neutrality, that being an open and free internet, not interfered with by cable companies or other quasi-regulatory interests. This domain is uh, currently overseen uh, in this country by the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission. Same folks that govern the, the radio and television and all that stuff. So, I am just thrilled to announce that another in the gallery of goons that Orange Guy appointed is finally evaporating down the drain of despots as well. That's right. The former head of the Federal Communications Commission, Ajit Pai, or as he is known, or formerly known around here, Rancid Pai, this, this character was uh, a formerly a uh, Verizon lawyer. Right. That's who you want controlling the course of the internet and broadcast, a telephone company lawyer. Why not just hand the management of the chicken coop over to this nice wolf here? Yeah, it was getting pretty dark there a couple years back. He started to chip away at the regulations guarding against more cable company mystery charges and fake fast lanes and all that shit. Yes, and, and uh, friends, if you're not clear on all that... The takeaway is that uh, we were just getting way too dangerously close to a scenario where cable companies could create, quote, premium tiers of service for users wanting, well, basically what they already were regulated to receive. But now, this enhanced service... (laughs) 
provides a, quote, speedier connections. Well, what it really meant is that they changed their logo color from blue to green on the invoice. <laughs> yes. No, no, seriously, man, th this would have been some horrible shit. It would have given the cable companies free reign to charge more for the same bad service you're already enjoying. But wait, there's less. <laughs> they wanted to create what they uh, termed a gamer's lane, right? A service they said would provide an enhanced experience <laughs> for online gamers. Why not just make your service better? Yeah. Why not just make 10 louder? This goes to 11. Precisely. So good news for us all. Rancid Pie is done, and hopefully he too. Ha <laughs> ha, yes, friends, he too. We'll face... The stark fist of removal. I'm not sure who's slated to go in there. A lot of my radio station buddies are glad as hell, too. Yeah, no picnic for terrestrial radio station owners and operators uh, over the past four years. You know, they already have a huge nut to crack trying to stay afloat in these uh, web-based times. Well, you know, the smart ones went online the second they saw the writing on the wall and did, uh, you know, online stations. And yeah, and that was a, a very skillful move on their parts. We're just not going to return to the uh, terrestrial radio scenario in the same way. That we know. <laughs> So, friends, in a uh, blatant attempt to return to some kind of abnormal for us here on the show, I have a, a little quasi-sort-of-almost-kinda film review for you. And now, Spotlight on Film. Well, I've been wanting to talk about uh, this thing for a while, but in view of things going on around us, it just seemed a wee bit out of sync. But uh, let's give it a whirl, shall we? Uh, when when I was about uh, nine or uh, ten years old... Should I get my blankie? <laughs> well, you, you may get as comfortable as you'd like, Mr. Keynes, but uh, leave the pants on, okay? Shit. Yeah. Some may recall those uh, early childhood days when you're sitting at the TV looking for something to watch. It's probably an early Saturday morning. And uh, all the really cool cartoons from the golden age of the 1930s have already played. And you're hoping for something else that you can see. Yes, I say see because you could always find something to watch in the channel seams. You know, the ones that weren't in your broadcast area, like White Nine. Oh, yes. The TV guide listed channels in black rectangular boxes if they were in your viewing area. But it always seemed that the stuff you wanted to see was in the white rectangular boxes and therefore out of your area. Yeah, it was frustrating back then, bro. Yeah, yeah. Because what? You had like, what, three, maybe four regular channels and then some uh, UHF channels that didn't come in very well at all. But uh, now and again, now and again, you'd hit pay dirt. And for me, this was one such occasion. 
I'm channel surfing there. And then I see this image of a giant fish that seems to be swallowing a boatload of little people. It looks like a kind of uh, etching, but it's animated. And the people in the boat are, 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 are really live action. There's, and there's clearly something odd going on with the water they're in. And the color of the scene is tinted. And holy carp, what the hell is this? Well, I was sadly at the near end of this film when I first stumbled upon it. And because this was the, the uh, typical kind of TV print, there were no credits at the end to tell me what or who this thing was. It actually wouldn't be until many years later that I finally discovered that it was one of the uh, handful of films made by Czech filmmaker Carl Zeman. And uh, this one was The Fabulous Baron Munchausen. Zeman made uh, use of uh, various techniques in his films. He used animation, cutouts, forced perspective shots, tinting, and sometimes <laughs> all of the aforementioned in the same shot. His work uh, has influenced both Czech filmmaker Jan Svankmeyer and probably more commonly known Terry Gilliam, who uh, said in a recent documentary about the uh, work of Zeman, he did what I'm still trying to do, which is to try to combine live action with animation. His Doré-esque backgrounds were wonderful. He also uh, very clearly influenced Tim Burton, and uh, he too is on this documentary uh, extolling the virtues. And it's really easy to see why. You really could not do a film like this anymore because the, the uh, practical effects nature of it, meaning uh, the hands-on construction of sets and animation sequences, uh, it would be cost prohibitive uh, for most filmmakers. Plus... You know, many would say, oh, hell, we can do that in the box these days. And Well, not really. You, you'd lose a sense of spirit in that process that comes about from the handcraftedness of things. It, uh, it might be interesting, but uh, it would be definitely different. Uh, Zeman's films were done at a time in Czechoslovakia when he had the luxury uh, for a while anyway, of producing these films uh, as almost a labor of love and fortunately had many folks who believed in his meticulous vision as well. Uh, Zeman's Munchausen is not based on any uh, known manuscript. Zeman wrote the script himself and fueled it with his love of the works of Jules Verne, to which uh, he would make several short and a couple of feature films based on Verne's work. A few years before Munchausen, Zeman uh, created Invention for Destruction based on a Verne story called Facing the Flag. Just to give you a feel for the film, the opening of the Munchausen film begins with uh, footsteps leading to a pond. Then the camera gradually moves upwards to show the flight of butterflies and then birds... And then a progression of historical aircraft ending with a rocket ship that's traveling through space and eventually lands on the moon. And then we see the astronaut leave his spacecraft and come down the steps there. And then he sees 
a series of other footsteps already on the moon, which then lead him to an old phonograph. And then a crashed rocket with a plaque reading Jules Verne's From Earth to the Moon. Suddenly, a couple of strange characters greet him and lead him over to a dinner table where our surprise space traveler meets the characters from Verne's book. And uh, among them, the one and only Baron Munchausen. So they invite him to sit at the table there, and the characters believe that the astronaut is a man actually from the moon. And they begin to treat him like a small child. (laughs) From here, a wild adventure ensues uh, with a return to Earth via balloon piloted by swans. (laughs) And it's there that the actual adventure begins. Now, uh, is that where they meet the giant manis aliens? Uh, Not in this version. I'm sure in some alternate timeline, though. That's exactly what happens. This thing just creates such a sense of otherness. Most of that is through this rather ingenious use of production design and uh, extremely clever staging. Uh, You really just have to see this to appreciate it. Believe me, my description is not going to do it for you. As I said, Terry Gilliam has been uh, marked forever by Mr. Zeman's work, and uh, it shows in his own material, both animated and live action. Uh, The edition I saw was from uh, a group called Second Run using uh, the newly restored 4K scan from uh, 2017, and it looks glorious and uh, really shows off the detail in Zeman's work. I'd have to say that it it actually was a little more magical seeing this the second time in, in in its entirety. Childhood can sometime imbue a memory with certain qualities that may only exist in the child mind, but seeing it a second time, it actually amplified it. I think it's also important to say that the uh, effects work here should definitely not be compared to modern-day CGI or any of that. These films belong in their own space and time and on their own terms. For instance, there's a sequence where uh, a live-action medium shot of actors on the bow of a ship... uh, is then, in the long shot, replaced by cut-out silhouettes. Now, that's, that's not like a, a, a mistake or a bad effect. It's a stylistic choice. It's a statement. These films are loaded with that stuff, and uh, it's just very pleasing. So is this uh, guy still around? Uh, Carl left us in uh, 1989 at the age of 78, but literally was working up to his last days. Now, as you might have expected, uh, the market for his particular style of film uh, were kind of becoming more and more unpopular, particularly during the uh, mid-1970s when uh, greater realism was and uh, really continues to be the rage. More explosions. Yes, and faster cars and more furious and... More bald guys. Although, I got to say, I think he'd be uh, very much amused at the rekindled interest in this work. Um, There have been numerous screenings of this film in particular, and uh, several of his other short films, like something you, 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 again, you have to see this to believe it. It's called Inspiration. It's a short film, which involves animating glass puppets. Glass? 
Holy carp. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you can't imagine. So, sincerely suggest checking out uh, Mr. Zeman and... Uh, a, a link to the second run disc is in the show notes. And if you are one of the uh, mighty minions of Prime Video customers out there, you can actually find a version there. Search for the fabulous Baron Munchausen 1961 and prepare to take a ride to Wonderville. Yes, and uh, so with that, friends... Uh, we're going to grab our giant paper mache and fully articulated hatchet fish and head for the exits. But uh, not before thanking Eric Newsom for splendid ID announcification, as well as remarkable stagerism from Jeff Pollard. Thanks as well to the incredibly lifelike master of the meters, Milt Keynes, for technical assistance and so forth and so on. Pleasure as always. Stay clear of low-flying reptoids carrying solar-powered lasers, okay? Always good advice. Always. And thanks as well to you, friends, for uh, once again pushing play on this edition of Fusebox. And please, if you have not already done so, kindly feel free to subscribe to this uh, humble program wherever you may have found it. Be it uh, Apple Podcasts or Google or Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher or the very unsug themselves at onsug dot We do so appreciate that sincerely. I have been your surface to air forest fire creating bumbershoot host Mark Rose saying until our next cartoon. Use box.